Thank you for joining IEB There. And now your host, Amit Shetty. Over to you, Amit. Hi, folks. Today is June 4th. I'm Amit Shetty, Senior Director, Product at the IB Tech Lab. Uh, welcome to IB There, our daily live stream in which we connect the digital advertising ecosystem. Uh, the topic for today's show, brand safety and suitability with our special guest panel, uh, Joe Barone, Managing Partner at Brand Safety Americas, Group M, uh, Rob Brakowitz, Initiative Lead uh, at GARM uh, and uh, WFA, <clears throat> Yale Cohn, EVP, Global Activation Standards at PeopleSales Media Exchange. Uh, everyone, welcome to the stream. Thanks, Amit. Thanks, Amit. So let's start off uh, with the really brief uh, uh, introductions. Uh, Joe, do you want to go first? Sure. As, uh, as John said, I am the uh, managing partner for brand safety in the Americas at Group M. So I handle all things brand safety related. Um, Yale. Hi, everyone. Uh, good afternoon. Uh, Yale Cohen, EVP of Global Activation Standards for Publicis Media. Um, I hope to work um, across all of our client base to make sure we're ensuring the highest quality um, media and investments for all of our advertisers. And Rob? Uh, I'm Rob Rakowitz. I'm the initiative lead for the Global Alliance for Responsible Media with the WFA. Uh, in my role, I um, create uh, the essential forum that connects the entire media ecosystem to drive a rounded out conversation and create solutions that address brand safety and suitability. This is definitely a very hot topic right now, but this is not a new topic, really, right? Um, it's been going on uh, uh, discussions. We've been having these discussions for a little while. Uh, so, Rob, maybe you can talk a little bit about uh, why now? Why, why is this important right now? And 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 maybe and we'll follow that up with a little bit of uh, context around the past as well. Yeah, so, uh, absolutely. So. You know why 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 now and why this way um look I, I don't think that the world has ever been more connected but um actually more sort of divided um at any time uh before i mean i i know that the current context that we're living in even over the last few weeks uh in terms of you know going from pandemic uh to social upheavals uh, based on racial inequalities here in the u.s um, so we're, we're seeing more content being more uh, sort of sensitive and polarizing. Uh, we also have forces that are in there that aren't uh, sort of, you know, what we would consider good actors, bad actors in essence. Um, and what we've seen is that, you know, while the entire media ecosystem and these platforms were created with this greater good of driving communications, content, and commerce to levels that we've never seen before, we've also seen um, those those platforms that have been built for good, this ecosystem that's been built for good, um, being taken advantage by bad actors um, who are, are bent on, on social harm. Um, so why we're doing this is because, you know, the, the scale of the problem um, and the scale of the opportunity. Um, and if we get this right, we're going to be setting up society and industry um, the right way. If we don't act, um, we know what the sort of dystopian future might actually look like. Um, you can sort of be creative thinking on both the sort of positive as well as the negative side of, of, of future. Um, but, you know, what we've seen historically is that everybody has approached the challenge with, in general, good intention. Um, you know, the agencies, the platforms, the brands, everybody has been doing, um, you know, what the sort of will as well as policies 
uh, have been able to do. And I think really what we're trying to do here is drive a linkage of that. Um, the way that I think that we have to liken it is almost um, water filtration. If you have water filtration at the point of uh, entry uh, in terms of the point of uh, sort of distribution and at the actual sort of point of entry into a house and then actually at the uh, drinking spigot, you're gonna have a much cleaner supply. And really what we wanna do is make sure that those efforts of filtration uh, and coordination in terms of, you know, filtering out the bad, but also categorizing the sensitive um, that's going to allow for brands to actually have more visible choice and more active control over the sort of voices that they want to support and the risks that they want to avoid. Yeah, that makes sense. And actually, uh, speaking of uh, uh, what the past uh, Yale, maybe you can give us a brief history of uh, of the work that has been done in the past as well. Yeah, thanks, Amit. Um, one of the things that uh, happened in the past, I mean, this this whole controversy and this whole organized um, stance against uh, to create better standards and, and higher accountability started back in 2017. We started to have incidents in in social media where there, there was um, uh, content that violated just basic human rights and basic humanity. And, and we wanted to establish, um, there was already starting, started to have standards from the MRC. Um, we wanted to have more accountability um, there. And, and part of that was the blame game started and we wanted to come together. And that was really um, in, in 2018, we came together as the agencies and started to collaborate um, and we started to share because we wanted to make sure we were telling the industry, this is a shared responsibility across everyone and every facet to do better. Um, and, and, and so we, we started to create standards around what is that standard of content that really shouldn't be online. It really shouldn't be for consumers. Um, and it's harmful for consumers. It's harmful for advertisers to be adjacent to that type of content. Um, and then we continued that up with, um, as Joe said, the contextual framework in the brand suitability uh, realm. And, and then, then releasing as the APB a framework and a playbook to how do you actually use those two um, to better your advertising campaigns. Um, that, that led to even more conversation and how do we address um, OTT and connected television. Uh, that led to how do we address news which is super important for our own uh, democracy and freedom of speech um, and understanding how to support uh, trusted news sources. Uh, one of the things that we really dug into and continue to, to as well as as we become uh, more heated uh, election, as we become more heated as a, a culture uh, to have healthy conversations online. I think that's even more relevant in the past few weeks. Uh, to make sure we as a society are actually improving our conversations and helping everyone, every voice be heard in a, in a respectful manner. Um, and, and then as we get to the ecosystem uh, as it is today, uh, we have a year ago at Cannes, the formation of GARM. Um, we have the culmination of all the work that's been happening to create higher standards, to create that infrastructure. Um, and, and there have been... Uh, short-term wins and there's been big builds and we're going to continue along that pathway as Rob said and more of a that uncommon collaboration because this really doesn't work unless we get all facets of our industry involved uh, from marketers 
to the platforms, to the publishers, to the agencies, to the, ven the tech vendors. So it really is uh, bringing the industry together. And I made, if, if I may add, yeah. uh, and of course I agree with everything Yale is saying, internally at Group M, when we talk about um, this topic in our education sessions with our teams, we refer to it as progress and pressure. Uh, there's been tremendous progress. The social platforms have come a long way to reduce their risk profile. They've taken a lot of internal steps like pre-screening content with AI and, and user controls, third-party controls, all kinds of great things. And a lot of that is self-driven by the platforms, but a lot of it is driven by, by the, the, the demands of our, our clients. And that's been the great thing about GARM is that it's really activated, you know, the WFA and the ANA and major clients sitting at the table, literally working groups with major clients, major social platforms and major agencies all working together. So it's that sort of, and I know I don't want to steal Rob's favorite phrase, which is uncommon collaboration. Is that the one? Uh, and, and it's really true that the difference between GARM and all the efforts we've made before, whether it's the ANA or IAB or anyone, is that everyone is uh, is enfranchised, including uh, the people that hold the purse strings. Yeah, and I, I would add one additional thing. Um, we've, we've tried to, as an industry, try to create more self-regulation. And, you know, publicists as a, as a whole, we can pressure certain types of platforms or publishers or technologies, but really like coming from the entire industry, it drives change and it drives consistency and standards. So we're, we're facing, you know, a huge conundrum in terms of how we push forward in a, in a smart manner to work as an industry for self-regulation versus uh, government regulation. And I think we'll, we'll continue to actually make a lot of progress, um, you know, on both fronts. Um, but I, I think we need to, to set an example by what we do as an industry to make sure we're, we're properly protecting advertisers and consumers, because that, that's who's, uh, this is who's funding a healthy ecosystem. Thanks, thanks guys, that, that, and that makes a lot of sense. Uh, I know that we have stolen your thunder a little bit already, Rob, by talking about uh, uncommon collaboration, but uh, let's talk a little, can, can, can talk a little bit more about the goals of GARM and, and uh, what we have done so far, what, uh, what are the steps that we're taking. Uh, uh, I, I think people would like to really understand what's coming up and you know, how we are actually tackling the problem. Yeah, so I mean, like, look, we've, we've got now over 50 brands. We've got um, seven industry groups. We have all six of the major global agency holding companies, and we have seven, soon to be nine, uh, major global media platforms involved. And, and how do you actually get all of these people and, and these organizations into the tent? Because I think we actually have like 120 of the most brilliant minds and the biggest hearts within the industry committed to working together. And the way that you drive that commitment is really by focusing in on the future and the society around you. You know, when I started to get involved in this and co-creating it, it's having to think about, you know, our kids and sort of, you know, what is the sort of media experience you want them to have in, on digital? Thinking about the industry that I wanted to hand off to the next you know, generation that comes into media and advertising. Um, so we've really been focused in on sort of four sort of big, what we would call noble objectives. 
safety for consumers first and foremost, and you know a flourishing civil society powered by digital. Sustainability uh, for the industry. A lot of industries talk about sort of uh, sustainability and sort of pollution. Uh, we in the media and advertising industry need to think about sort of the pollution that we create and how green are we? Um, and we're really thinking about that through sort of the content that we're putting out there. And then what we want to do is, is essentially build up trust in brands, build up trust in the platforms, build up trust in the agencies um, and the technology partners that are all part of this ecosystem. Um, there's been a lot of good, um, but there's also been a lot of attention on the bad. And, and really what we need to do is, is really sort of repair ourselves. Um, so it's those four Uber objectives. Now, the way that we do that is by accelerating um, work that's already been done. So the, the phenomenal work that Yale and Joe have driven in terms of the four A's uh, and the Advertising Protection Bureau. Um, making sure that it's connected to uh, the work that the IAB Tech Lab is doing on it. Uh, making sure that there's just clear connection in terms of what the platforms are doing, what um, ad tech vendors are doing, and what clients are going to start uh, driving um, strategic decisions on. So it's that idea of um, scaling up, connecting, and I would also say sort of uh, creating net new. Um, because a lot of the things that we've been doing is thinking about sort of like open uh, sort of territories that we want to start focusing in our work, creating new frameworks, driving new levels of transparency that ultimately gives everybody that level of awareness and consciousness so that when they go into sort of an environment, they're not just spending media, they're investing in content that's better aligned to their values. That makes sense. That makes sense. So we got uh, scale, uh, uh, safety, sustainability, trust, and scale. Is that is that the four? Uh, yep. Okay. Um, and so talking about scale, I, I guess uh, this is where I, I, I get to put in a little bit of plug to the work that we're doing at the Tech Lab too, since it's really tied to uh, the work we're doing at GARM. Uh, we've been working on the content uh, taxonomy. Uh, so uh, there are uh, there are three different uh, taxonomies that are uh, uh, that that we work on at the Tech Lab: the content taxonomy, the uh, audience taxonomy, and then the ad product taxonomy. Uh, audience taxonomy is focused on uh, categorizing the various audiences. Uh, the ad product taxonomy is is focused on categorizing the ad ad products, uh, you know, what kind of ads are being shown up. The content taxonomy is, is the most relevant to this particular conversation, and that's the consistent language that we want to provide around describing the content itself. Um, uh, uh, so a quick background in 30 seconds. Uh, uh, we released uh, uh, 1.0 uh, a few years ago. Uh, 2.0 was released uh, more recently and had multiple vectors that, uh, uh, that in addition to just the categories, you have uh, um, uh, the way you have the ability to describe the content by categories as well as content type, channel, and things like that. Uh, 2.1 is one is the one in public comment right now, which has some privacy-related uh, updates. And 2.2 is the one that we are working on with this group, with GARM, uh, to incorporate the concepts of uh, floor and suitability back into uh, the taxonomy. Uh, so. Uh, uh, I'd love to hear uh, maybe from Joe, uh, why is this important? Why is the content taxonomy important to you? Well, um, you know, as I mentioned earlier, what we, the, the environment that we're in is that there are many different people categorizing content, many different entities, and they all have their own models. And, and competition, of course, is important 
and that's what drives improvement and advancement. So we're not trying to squash the individuality of any companies that have their own model or their own way of doing things, but we're trying to create a common basis for understanding. Uh, it's important for us when we talk to our clients that they never say, how did this happen? And the way you avoid questions like, how did this happen? Is to have a good idea that you can match a client's risk tolerance to content based on the tools that you're using. So we need a common foundation. Uh, we created the, the brain safety floor and framework to try to be that common foundation, but then it needs to be uh, in, instituted into the digital ecosystem. And the best way to do that is through uh, the biggest taxonomy in the, in the business, which is the IB content taxonomy. So without those categories existing in the taxonomy, there's no sort of common thread to support the foundation. Yeah, I, I would say that uh, the lack of consistency and, and one of the reasons we started um, from the APB news project was we, we tried to understand there was a lot of publishers who had their own taxonomy, their own frameworks and risk tolerance levels. And we wanted to really try to create something that maps to a current industry practice that the tech lab was already uh, created and, and map that risk tolerance from a brand suitability level to each of those um, contextualized content levels. And by no means is that like the end all be all and, and go from there and you're done and you uh, have certain types of content and that's, that's brand suitable for an advertiser. It really goes as a foundation, as Joe said. Then you start to take into account more sophisticated tools from verification partners for sentiment. Um, you layer on all of their pre-bid uh, type of technology, post-bid technologies, and really work with the, the current framework uh, to create, how do we go forward? How do we get, get better at classifying content? How do we understand uh, to use that content to understand our own media plans and drive uh, better investment for clients? How do we uh, you know, improve the controls and settings that are in place? And really that, get, that comes into fruition based on the best quality standards at the, at the foundation. And so it's, it's, the, it's the groundwork to, to, for news, it's the groundwork for platforms, it's the groundwork for the open web and a healthier dialogue. I love that description because I think that the there's there's always going to be the need to have good technology to really uh, uh, understand the meaning of, of the content and to be able to you know drive decisions based on that. Uh, all uh, the but but the standards are basically where you provide that language that everyone can consistently talk to each other. So uh, absolutely uh, love that description. Uh, <clears throat> Rob, uh, let's. Uh, maybe talk a little bit about when all this is happening. Uh, is this uh, you know a year from now, two years from now? What's uh, what's the plan? Yeah, no, absolutely. So um, obviously we've been working together for quite some time, and you know, guys, the three of you, I want to thank you for all of the hours that you've put in and all the engagement, as well as everybody else within the GARM. Um, you know, we are poised uh, to throw open the tent, so to speak, um, starting in July. Um, we will make a, we made a pledge that uh, in CAN that we were going to continually update the industry on a regular basis. We've agreed to do that on a semi-annual basis. We did that in CAN uh, at our launch in terms of where we wanted to go. We uh, gave an update in terms of where we were going to be focusing on, um, fortunately, with the World Economic Forum in Davos, Switzerland. And we had indicated that we would be updating the industry again 
in Cannes. Now, unfortunately, we can't all be together um, on the closet, uh, really talking about the achievements that we've been driving. So um, we will be getting together all virtually in July. Uh, so we will be activating again this network. Um, and giving an industry update. And we will be cascading out our work um, starting in late June to critical stakeholders. We will then be throwing it open to the public in uh, mid-July. And we will be driving a series of immersions and webinars um, to get the work activated. Um, in terms of its impact over to planning, buying, reporting, um, the essential parts of the media uh, ecosystems interchange, we're expecting that we're going to be able to hit that as early as October onwards. Um, we know that this is something that's going to be rolling. We have a lot of understanding that there are resources that are being, um, that would normally be available to us around parent safety and suitability and engineering that are focused right now on what we have in terms, in front of us in terms of the pandemic, uh, the racial inequality and social unrest and what we know is coming down the pike in terms of the electorals. Um, so we absolutely, we're, we're committed to getting these into market. Uh, we're gonna be absolutely pragmatic, but we are going to be uh, uh, steadfast in our commitment to deliver a better media ecosystem uh, sooner rather than later. And, uh, and we're really excited to start to see this come into market. Absolutely, absolutely, and and uh, uh, I think that we've had at the IB and the IB Tech Lab. We've talked about the new slaves, new saves lives initiative, and other things. So, and this is this effort is definitely very, very important to uh, those uh, initiatives as well. Uh, so, uh, I think we can probably uh, end with some parting thoughts from uh, uh, each of y'all. Uh, anything y'all want to say to wrap up uh, the day? Yeah, I'd I'd love to to start it out. Um, I think we've created. Um, a forum for greater accountability and change. Um, and not only is it a healthier ecosystem with all the standards that are creating, um, but we are creating a, a, a platform for advertisers and platforms and, and publishers to work together on creating a healthier ecosystem. And I think we have so many different concerns in the marketplace from, from privacy, from brand safety, from just commercial terms. Um, but I think this is, is a high level of importance across the industry and even for our consumers. Um, they wanna have a healthy conversation. Uh, racial hatred, terrorist content, that has no place um, online. And, and we need to do a, a good job of that. And, and I, I love uh, Rob's Uncommon Collaboration because that really is what we're doing. And I, I just wanna continue that. So thank you for the forum to have this on, on IB there too. I would just add, uh, Amit, that, you know, in general, nobody worries about advertisers or advertising or marketers, um, but, but we worry about consumers. We're very focused on that. And in a couple of years, I think we'll look back and we'll all feel very good about the process that we've gone through um, to, to protect not only the brand equity of our clients, but the consumers uh, and you know the social environment at large. And um, you know, my my parting thoughts is um, you know I've got a lot of hope in terms of what I know is around the corner uh, when we connect the ingenuity and the creativity of the entire industry. I'm 
absolutely in such deep gratitude uh, for the partnership and the efforts that everybody's put into it and the belief uh, that they have in working together in this idea of uncommon collaboration. Um, and, you know, um, the other thing is just welcoming anybody else uh, within the media ecosystem who feels like they have something unique to add, uh, who wants to get involved. Um, we want to hear from them. The worst that we can say is not just yet. Um, and but there is definitely an open hand uh, to, to, to getting people involved in, in collaborating with us. And, and I'll just let, add to that. I think this is, and I know we're, we're all, everyone here is uh, from the US, but this is a global effort. Um, and we have marketers overseas, we have marketers everywhere who are pouring their hearts and, and hours into this. And it isn't just about one issue or crisis in, in the States, it's really impacting the greater ecosystem at large. So I think that's really important to, to make sure it gets across. All right. Thank you, everyone. Thank, thank you both for also for uh, the work that we've been doing uh, uh, and partnering together, but also thank you for all your thoughts uh, today. And Amit, thank you for having us on IAB there. And thank you to the IAB Tech Lab to being such a great partner in this. Absolutely. Um, <clears throat> all right. I think we're uh, ready to wrap up. Um, so moving on to uh, credits for uh, for today. Uh, so on tomorrow's IB there, we are excited to welcome Shiv Singh, Chief Marketing Officer, Irgo, and author of the book, Savvy Navigating Fake Companies, Fake Leaders, and Fake News in the Post-Truth Era. Uh, IB there is a production of the Interactive Advertising Bureau. Our show today was produced by Connor Healy, uh, Joe Ons, John, John Ward, and Fafika Boyanuddin. I'm Amit Shetty, product at IV Tech Lab. Thanks for watching. Come back tomorrow because if it's 2 p.m. Eastern on a weekday, you know it's time for IV there.